Previously, on Wormwood, Dr. Xander Crow, trapped in Wormwood, sent Jimmy details to retrieve Sparrow, Crow's assistant. However, mob boss Don Marino, still searching for Sparrow and Crow, has enlisted his own agent, a mysterious voodoo hitman known only as Mr. Carrefour, to seek and destroy Crow and any who assist him. Sparrow and Jimmy Details fled Los Angeles for Wormwood, but Carrefour has cunningly pursued them. Now, in the streets of San Francisco, Jimmy and Sparrow run afoul of Carrefour's zombie slaves. With nowhere to run, the exhausted duo take refuge in a shabby motel room to wait out this Night of the Living Dead. vision of a drowned woman, Dr. Xander Crow has found himself trapped in the mysterious town of Wormwood, a prisoner within the old house atop the hill. Now as secrets are revealed and horror becomes undeniable, sinister new shadows have begun to creep across this strange town, lost forever at the crossroads of darkness and fate. Welcome to Wormwood. Episode 7, Bedtime Story, written by David Acampo. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. Pretty sweet. Jimmy, I told you this once already. It's not that kind of zombie. You told me, but if Romero movies have taught me anything, is that one zombie leads to another leads to another. The dead aren't rising. It's one homeless guy. In Haitian tradition. Uh? Okay. <laughs> Look. Have you seen the movie The Serpent and the Rainbow? Is it a Wes Craven movie? What's that mean? It means hell to the yeah, little bird. Do not call me that. Oh, voodoo zombies. Yes. I get it. Thank God. And that's not the living dead? No. Well, not exactly. What you saw was a homeless guy that our friend Mr. Carrefour poisoned with a special kind of toxin. It induces a state of living death. He falls into this state and is subsequently raised to do the bidding of the Bokar. And the Bokar is... Sort of a voodoo black magician. The bald guy. Mr. Carrefour. So there's still room in hell. Yeah. They've got your seat saved, Jimmy. No worries. You really know how to comfort a guy, Sparrow. Look, we're fine for the night. We stay here. Carrefour's influence will loosen by the morning. He won't be able to control the poor bum. The term is hobo. I will never understand you. It's a wormwood thing. So I've gathered. Look, those things aren't superhuman. We're cool. Just, let's just get some sleep, okay? It's late. We'll think better in the morning. Sparrow? 
Yes, Jimmy. I can't sleep. I keep thinking about the hobo zombie dude. The hobo zombie can't get in here. Just, I don't know, count sheep or something. Will you tell me a bedtime story? You've got to be freaking kidding me. I need to focus on something else. <sighs> I don't have any stories. How'd you meet Crow? That's not a bedtime story. Huh. Well, have you ever been to San Francisco before? Once upon a time. Sounds like a story. I was here with Crow. We were on a job. Cool. Tell me that story. Will you shut up and go to sleep? Like a baby on a breast milk bender. You also write your band's lyrics, don't you? Only the awesome ones. And that's clearly most of the time. Just spill, Jill. All right. So, I was at a supermarket in Knob Hill. Just your normal, ordinary supermarket. We'd heard about vampire activity in the area. So I was picking up some garlic for Crow. I ran into a, a girl I used to know. Magic. Well, well. Not, not like that. Her name was Anna. I... She was my friend, but she disappeared from her parents' house when she was 13 years old. She was never seen again. Until that day. Yeah. She was meandering through the produce aisle. She just seemed out of it. I didn't even recognize her at first. It had been so long. But the way she just seemed like she was in a drugged haze caught my attention. And slowly I began to recognize her features. You asleep yet? No. I'm just imagining your story. <sighs> okay. Wait, are you imagining us naked? Um, Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to know. If it's any consolation, it was sexy, but not slutty. It's not. Well, maybe a little slutty. Are garters considered sexy or slutty? If you want me to keep going, I want your imagination fully clothed. Oh, all right. Jimmy? Okay. And I'm done. So... I talked to her. Anna? Anna, is that you? Mm -hmm. I really need to get some asparagus and lemons and... Anna. Oh, hi. Yes. Wow, it has been a while, hasn't it? Anna, what happened to you? I fell in love. We got married. I mean, did you run away? Oh, no, I, I wouldn't run away. Anna, do your parents even know you're alive? No. My mom and dad didn't want me. They had the police everywhere searching for you. For years. Oh my god, do you even know what happened? <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. Look, it was nice to see you again, but that's... That's not my life anymore. Do you live here? In the city? I really have to go. That's pretty weird. Not really sexy at all. She seemed scared suddenly, like she'd been gone too long, away from wherever she was supposed to be. So what do you do? I followed her. Totally knew you would. She lived in a nice house in the Knob Hill district, restored Edwardian. For a girl who had run away or was kidnapped, she was doing pretty well for herself. But still, something wasn't right. I found a window along a small alley away from the street, and I watched. She put away groceries, cleaned the house until it was immaculate, she cooked and ate dinner alone, and then night fell. You were out there watching for a long time. Well, yeah. I was concerned. Or a voyeur. I saw the way you were checking me out earlier. That was more like Jane Goodall and the Apes. 
Jimmy. Sure, sure. Let's go open the package. I can dig it. As I like to say, it's all in the details. Oh, yeah. I was right, you know. About me? About her. That night, I watched through the window as dark fell. The clock struck six o'clock, and then she stood up, turned toward a door in the living room. The door opened, and a man emerged. He was tall, pale. His eyes were dark, rimmed in shadow. Anna stood before him, and as I watched, she pulled back the collar of her blouse, and I saw the marks. He descended on her and began to feed. A vampire? I froze. I wasn't sure what to do, but before I could act, he stopped. She collapsed against him, and then he gently laid her on the couch. She slept for a bit while he read the newspaper, watched TV. This doesn't seem very vampiric. It wasn't. She woke after a while. They hugged, kissed, cuddled on the couch while they both watched a movie on the TV. This is depressingly mundane. They seemed genuinely happy. So he just left her there? In his clutches? Those dudes have, like, mind control, you know? No. No, they don't. What these two experienced was real. But I had to tell Crow. I saw him the next day. A vampire that stays home with his wife, you say? Hmm. He was feeding on her, Xander. I don't think she was his wife. Tomato, tomato, my dear. Are you certain what you saw? This doesn't sound like the gang activity that I've been tracking down at the Tenderloin. I really don't have time to be mucking about with a pitiful group of disenfranchised fetishists who like gothic music and eyeliner because mummy and daddy left them alone for too long when they were kiddies. I don't think that's the case here. I see. Well, ah, it's worth following any lead, I suppose. This Anna, where did you say she lives? Knob Hill. I can take you there. Mm. Put the kit together. Here we go. Steaks, holy water. Did you get the garlic I asked you for? They were out of cloves. Garlic paste? Got what I could, boss. Yes, well, let's get a toothbrush, too, and see if we can't scrub it all over any bloodsuckers we might encounter. (laughs) Oh, man. That's totally Dr. Crow, too. I can see that so clearly. Let's get a toothbrush, shall we? Oh, man. (laughs) That's a a gut buster, all right. You know, your hero worship is just... Nauseating. Yeah, well. Oh, let me ask you. You act like you can barely stand the guy, but you're going back to help him. We're running from a freaking voodoo hitman. Oh, no. Uh uh. You decided to go help Dr. Crow before we even ran into Mr. Fluffler for whatever. So that equation does not compute. Look, do you want me to tell you what happened in San Francisco or not? Because if you don't, then you're just going to have to shut up and go to sleep. I'm still not sleepy. Are you going to stay quiet? Yeah. All right. We pack up our kit and I take Crow to Anna's house. It's the next day. Late, but still daylight. Anna is home. Hello? Hi, Anna. It's... Yes, hello. How do you do? Quite all right, thank you. Lovely home. Now, can you lead me to the vampire, please? What? I'm sorry. It's my friend Xander. Look, Anna, is it? My name is Dr. Xander Crow. I'm what you call a specialist in the theater of paranormal study. You 
can't come in. Oh, but we can. After all, we're not blood-drinking demons chained slavishly to an arcane set of restrictions that include garlic bulbs, suntans, and unforced entry. Your master, on the other hand... Stop it! Stop it! Get out! Anna, please, Xander, just stop. <clears throat> bit warm for a turtleneck? Even in Frisco, eh? Get away from me. Leave me alone. There, right there. Two puncture wounds on the neck. Anna, we know. We know what's happening. There's no denying, young lady. You've been fed upon. Where is he? The basement? No doubt. He keeps a coffin in there. No. No, wait, please. You don't understand. You don't understand. Madam, I don't need to. Xander. I, I love him. What? Julian. I love him. But Anna... He's... And he loves me. He's a monster. Is he? He takes care of me. He takes... He cares about me. He could... He could feast off of any of the girls in the club. He can do that, you know. But he chooses, don't you see? He chooses to be with me. He feeds just enough. Enough for us to both to live. Well, lardy bloody die. You think that's romantic, young lady? Why, you're nothing more than his personal cattle. I've never seen anything like this before, but I suppose it's possible. Please. We're happy. Can't you just leave us alone? No. Wait. Anna, do you remember what happened when you were 13? No. What are you talking about? Don't you remember your parents? I remember my father. He used to get very angry. He used to hit me. And then he came and took me away from there. Took you? He kidnapped you. You were 13. You were just a girl. Was it him? Was it Julian? I... No, I just remember the man in my window, under the full moon. Anna, please. Don't you see what's happened? He's coming. Come on, let's go. No! Grab her, Sparrow. We'll deal with this later. Help! 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 Who enters my home? Julian, wait! Did you let them in? I just... I... Ah! I told you, no... Yes. They'll try to take you away, don't you see? Lovers quarrel, eh? Time to cool off! Oh! Holy water, no! Sparrow, grab the snake! Get away from him! Julian, wait! Please! Anna, get back! Oh! Ah! Mistake has to go through the heart. Least big mistake. See what you've brought upon us, Anna. I never would have killed you. I would have let you grow old. I'm, I'm not. I don't. Now I have to find an. Oh! The heart, you said. Funny. Didn't think you had one. No! Oh, come on, you're making that up. Why do you say that? You just want to look like the hero. That's totally a line that Dr. Crow would come up with while staking the vamps. I never said I was a hero, details. But Xander, your hero, he still did good that night. Yeah? Yeah. What? He found a whole nest of vamps and dusted them all with a, some kind of stake-shooting machine gun thing? That'd be awesome. No, Jimmy. He found and killed the head vamp, releasing all the other vampires from his hold? No. Eventually, another agency found and exterminated the vampire pack in the Tenderloin. But that's another story. They were just some unorganized hood rats with a taste for blood. So, what'd he do? Exactly what he's best at, Jimmy. He talked. Well, he does have that awesome accent. I cleaned up the wound. Kinda nasty. 
She's not handling it, Crow. She's... It's like she's in shock. I'm sure she is, Sparrow, my dear. Here, step aside. I will speak with her for a moment. Anna. Anna, listen to me. Anna. Anna! You don't have to speak. I just want you to listen. This man, Julian. I know you loved him, but I want you to understand something. He didn't love you, not in the way you understand love. To him, you were a convenience, an appliance. Perhaps it seemed to you as though his feelings were true. Perhaps they even were to some extent. But I want you to go back. I want you to remember. Can you do that for me? Yes. Good. Good. I want you to go back with me now. I want you to go back in time to when you were 13 years old. Do you remember? Yes. I want you to remember lying in your bed at night. There was a man. There was a man, wasn't there? A man with dark eyes. Yes, he... He was waiting outside my window. He's... He's watching me. What are you feeling? I'm scared. He can't hurt you, Anna. This is only a memory. Tell me about that night. Daddy... Daddy hit me because I dropped the dishes when I was cleaning up the dinner table. My mom sent me to my room. And you were angry with them? Yes, I was listening to them argue downstairs. She threatened to leave and to take me to my aunt's house with her. That made me happy. And then the man came to me. He asked if he could come in. He was just a shadow in front of the full moon. His whisper was so smooth, it made me sleepy. He told me if I let him in, he would make sure my father didn't hurt me anymore. And you let him in? Yes. And what did he do? He picked me up out of bed. I couldn't... I couldn't move. He said he would take me away and take care of me. Why? Because he... Because he loved me. Did he? Did he really? He just did this out of the goodness of his heart? Yes. Mm. No. What did he want? He was hungry. So hungry. He wanted just a little... Oh, my God. This man, Anna, this man with dark eyes, do you recognize him, Anna? Do you know who he is? He's, oh, oh, God, he's Julian. He's Julian. He took me. He took me away. Yes, it is okay. It is okay, dear. I want you to understand something. Look at me now. Look at me. He wanted something from you, do you see? He didn't love you, not truly. You served his purposes, but he's gone now. And now you are free. Free? What do I do now? You do what every caged bird does when it is set free. You fly. What? My dear, it means you do anything you want. Welcome to the real world. Everything is going to be fine. You're going to be just fine. Wow. So what happened to Anna? Hmm? Well, I don't know exactly. I never... I never heard from Anna again. But I suppose she walked out of that house and into the sunlight. She changed her name. And I'd like to think that she started a new life, helping other people so that they didn't become victims like she had been. 
right up until Crow met her in the supermarket. Wait, you said you met her in the supermarket? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, before I ran into her and told Crow about her. Oh. Sparrow? Yeah, Jimmy? Is that why you wear that neckband all the time? <laughs> what do you mean? I mean to protect you from vampire attacks. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, once you... Once you see an attack up close... It's pretty smart. I should get one of those. But like with metal studs, I could totally rock that look. Yeah, I'll just bet you could. <sighs> I'm tired now. Get some sleep details. Okay. Thanks for the bedtime story. Anything to shut you up, kid? Wormwood, Crossroads, is produced and distributed by Habit Forming Films, LLC, and features the cast of Season 2 characters. Arthur Russell as Dr. Xander Crow, Sonia Perozzi as Sparrow and Rachel Nolan, Scott Olenek as Jacob Kidder, Rob Grindlinger as Sheriff Bradley and Cedric Bloomington, Coralie Nickars as Deidre Frost, Joe J. Thomas as Hank Mason and your announcer, Dave Johnston as Wayne Drexel and Jonathan Kidder. Anna Maganini as Lynette Bradley and Peggy Nolan. Cheyenne Besides as Lamora Haskell and Sister George. Zachary Folks as Brent Saunders. Andrew Ramirez as Dexter Nolan. Peter Dirksen as Jonesy and Jimmy Details. And introducing Nicole Rayburn as Harmony Barrister. Additional voices provided by the talented cast. Original music compositions by Todd Hodges. The Wormwood writing staff includes David Acampo, Jeremy Rogers, Jeremiah Allen, Rob Allspaugh, Tiffany K. Whitney, and Rick Beta Jr. Wormwood created by David Acampo and Jeremy Rogers. Copyright 2008 Habit Forming Films LLC. Wormwood is a serialized podcast drama and cannot be distributed in part or whole outside of the podcast format without written consent from the creators. For more information on the cast, creators, and individual episode credits, please visit www.wormwoodshow.com. Thank you for listening, and welcome to town. to say it's all in the details oh yeah